This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. This is the Talk of Fame Network, and I want to first welcome Ronnie back from Denver. Uh, Ron, I know your team didn't make it to another Super Bowl, but at least Goose and I have a consolation prize for you. It's called a shovel, and I know you use those <laughs> things at work when you write every day, but this is a different one. This is an aluminum shovel, and yeah, it's when your, your wife told us you can put it to work the rest of this winter on your sidewalk and on your driveway. Yeah, well, uh, unlike the Patriots, uh, uh, we dodged a bullet back here, though. Normally, we, we live in the snow belt, but we got nada. <laughs> 24 inches of snow this time a year a, a year ago, nothing. I could even see a little grass. Yeah, well, so not as sort of like Goose's Cowboys. <laughs> Got yeah, Goose, speaking... I, yeah, I know uh, your Cowboys didn't make it either. But then again, Goose, uh, what's new in Dallas? Well, that's 20 years now and counting for the Cowboys. Three playoff victories since last hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Let's see, the Broncos, Rams, Ravens, Patriots, Buccaneers, Saints, and Seahawks have all won their first Super Bowl since then. And the Patriots have won four of them. Ouch. Hurts. Ow. Well, Kuso, I was asking you uh, what's new with them. I'll tell you what's new with us. We have Peyton Manning, not Tom Brady, in the Super Bowl. And we'll talk about what this means for Peyton's legacy or Papa John's favorite salesman. Uh, we'll also talk to Hall of Fame finalist Morton Anderson, Spartan Goose, Spartan, Spartan, about his chances for the class of 2016. Hall of Fame wide receiver Fred Belindikoff about Ken Stabler's chances for the class of 2016, and Hall of Famer Bill Pullian, who was the class of 2015, about everybody's chances for this year's class. That's coming up, as is Ron's case for wide receiver Marvin Harrison. I said Marvin Harrison, Ron, not Terrell Owens. Not T.O. is open. So, yeah, Marvin Harrison making it to the Hall this year. But first, uh, let's start with Super Bowl 50 and what this means for Peyton Manning. Goose, uh, I know you can't stand that phrase. Pack him in ice, Ron future Hall of Famer, and I get it, but Peyton Manning is a future Hall of Famer. So um, what does making it to a fourth Super Bowl, which is actually the third highest number of any quarterback, do for Peyton's resume? Well, it doesn't change my thinking at all. You know, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. He won as many Super Bowls as Brett Favre, and we're going to try and Favre in the first ballot next week. Dan Marino didn't win any Super Bowls. Let me put him in the first ballot. You know, Manning passed for more yards, more touchdowns than either Favre or Marino. You know, I've seen all I need to see from Peyton Manning in his career to make a judgment. It didn't matter to me if he won or lost last Sunday, nor will it matter to me if he wins or loses this Super Bowl. I know greatness when I see it, and I saw it a long time ago from Peyton Manning. Well, speaking of greatness, Ronnie, what do you think? Well, you know, I mean, uh, you can't disagree with Goose on the, on the subject of Peyton Manning, but I would say this. You know, if he wins another one, then he's in that middle group that includes his brother, right. uh, Eli, and his boss, Elway, uh, with two Super Bowl wins. Uh, but if he doesn't, he's on his way to being America's biggest loser. He'll be one in three in Super Bowls and should be saying a novena for the existence of Jim Kelly. <laughs> well, Ron, you, you remember last week we had Gary Myers, author of Brady vs. Manning on. And, and he said he thought a win over New England, specifically uh, beating Tom Brady, was critical to the Manning legacy. Uh, that it would help at least narrow the gap when the conversation turned to those two. 
you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's 11-5 against Brady overall, but he's won uh, three straight against him in the playoffs. Twice he's beaten him in the AFC Championship game, he's, so he's 3-2 and all-time against him in the playoffs. Uh, so you can now argue, his supporters can now argue that in head-to-head competition where the games were the most important, he's got the edge over Brady. Now, if he can also win a second Super Bowl, you know, then he's made, he's made some real sort of headway in this. Look, he's always going to be 11-6 and or close to it. Uh, but he could argue, yeah, you know, early on he had the better team and he won those games, but then when I had the better team, I won all the big games. So I, I think it's important to, to uh, Manning and, and uh, Manning's family. Yeah, well, Goose, I know neither Manny nor his team are favored to win here. As Ron said, if they lose, I mean, they become the Harold Stassens of the NFL. But let's just say they do win. Then what? I mean, how does that change the narrative involving Peyton Manning? Uh, Ron just sort of addressed it, but I would like to hear what you have to say. Again, it doesn't. Not for me, anyway. You know, did the narrative change for Eli Manning when he won his second Super Bowl? Did the narrative change for Jim Plunkett when he won his second Super Bowl? One game doesn't make or break a player in my eyes. I don't think any less of Tom Brady because he lost his fourth AFC title game last weekend. Why would I think any more of Peyton Manning if he wins his second Super Bowl? I judge careers, not games. But Goose, I'll I'll challenge you on one thing. I I think the narrative on Eli did change. I mean, Ron, do you agree or disagree? When Eli won his second one, I thought, okay, I mean, you know, Trent Dilfer won one. But no, this guy's won two now. Puts him in a different category. Well, there's two categories. Hall of Fame quarterbacks and not Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Which category is he in, Clark? Who are we talking about, Eli or Peyton? Eli, Eli. Oh, he's, I think he's on the board. On the, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback at this point. There's no well, consistency. Well, then the narrative hasn't changed. Well, he, but he's in the conversation because of that second Super Bowl. He's not that's in the only reason. I, that's the only reason I hedge because he's 8-3 and three in the playoffs. That's the only reason I hedge. Otherwise, there's inconsistency everywhere. But talk to people in and around, well, the NFL or New York or whatever, but they'll say, Eli Manning, um, Hall of Famer? Maybe, maybe not. But I think they hedge because of that second Super Bowl. Anyway. Um, well, I think I'll tell you this, Clark. I think if uh, that may be what they say in New York. But if you get out in the real world, people yeah. say, Paul, is very good. <laughs> I'm in the real world. Hey, um, Goose, what would, you know, I mean, where do, you, where do you put him in the all-time list then? Let's just say he wins that second Super Bowl. Do you put him over Elway? No. Elway is in my top five. I've got Unitas, Montana, Graham, Elway, and Staubach in my top five. So, so Manning the, doesn't move the, at all in your list if he wins a no, list. No, the, the next tier has Bradshaw, Starr, Marino, Favre, Bobby Lane, no particular order. I don't like to rank players to the careers are over, and I can and I can study them in a broader terms of historical perspective. But Brady and Manning will both theory be somewhere in the top ten. Hey, uh, Clark, I got wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Brady and Manning in the top. Brady's not, is he in your top five at this point? Is his career over? No. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, but I mean, I don't care what his career is, is his over career or not. Over? He's won four Super Bowls. Oh my god. Okay, Ron, let's. Over? Ron, well, you both say? keep you. You both forgot one of the great quarterbacks I've ever played, Sammy so, Ball. How do, you, how do you leave Sammy Ball up there? Yeah, Come on, right, Goose. Right. Come on, buddy. You covered Texas him. Guys. Texas guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was there for his first practice. Hey, Ron, <laughs> I, I, let me ask you then, because Goose isn't going to budge on this one. Um, let's just say Manning, and I'm talking about Peyton, not Eli, wins the Super Bowl. Where would you put him on your all-time list? Well, my murder's row is uh, a United's Ball Graham uh, autogram. Montana, Elway, and, and Brady, uh, and he's below that. To me, he's there with with Favre and Bobby Lane, and I would actually probably put Staubach a touch ahead of him. He, he's yeah. definitely, to me, he's like Marino. You know, tons and tons of numbers, uh, not a very good jewelry collection, uh, and I think that works against him. Okay, But, you know, uh-huh. if you told me I'm stuck with him, uh, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I'd be okay, too. Bum. <laughs> well, let, to complete this conversation, Goose, uh, 
what are the chances do you think he retires if he does win here? Well, the last guy to leave on top is the same guy who convinced Manning to come to Denver, John Elway. I think if Manning wins, uh, both his father and Elway will tell him there is no better way to end your career, and I think he walks. Ron? Well, uh, I hope he does. I'm not sure he's comfortable with doing that, but I would certainly hope that he that he that he does because you know I said the same thing though with Elway the first time he won, and he came back. So right, I, I just think right. it's hard for all these guys, you know, because now they start thinking, hey, look at this. I just won it, and next year I'm going to be completely healthy, and I'm going to be 25 again, and it's going to be great. I can play 10 more years, Ron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rub <laughs> avocado watch, ice cream. Watch nose. the game yeah. tapes. Um, so, so, Lisa, give me your assessment of what he or we should expect here, guys. I mean, to me, I don't think it's as much Cam versus Peyton as much as it's Cam versus Vaughn or Wade or DeMarcus or whatever. But this reminds me a lot of Super Bowls 32 and 33 when Hall of Famer and friend of the show, John Elway, who you mentioned, Goose, was a passenger on that train that was driven by Hall of Famer and, or Hall of Fame candidate and friend of the show, Terrell Davis. And the Broncos wanted protection for Elway at the end of his career, and they found it in that running game led by Davis. And Elway, who of course is now the GM of the Broncos, wanted protection for Manny at the end of the career. And Goose, he found it in league's top defense. Let me remind you, Clark, what I said last week, why I picked the Broncos to beat the Patriots. I said all the hype leading up to the game will be the quarterbacks, but the story coming out of the game will be defense. Everyone seems to forget that the best defense in the NFL is playing in this game. There's more than just Peyton Manning. And I think defense will, again, be a major factor in this Super Bowl. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I, I actually was uh, also picked them, which is a dangerous thing to do here. But I, So two of, two of three of us picked the Broncos? Yeah, Ron? but the, the the problem in the Super Bowl for the Broncos is the other guys have a great defense, too, that can yeah, kill that's you. Right. Yeah. Not just the defense. Like the Patriots defense is all right. Don't get me wrong. It's better than your average duck. But they don't kill you the way the Broncos <laughs> and, the, and the Panthers kill you, and that's the problem. Well, well Peyton Manning's not going in the hall this year, guys, but he will one day, as Goose pointed out. But the guys who are on the clock for Canton, we're going to talk to Hall of Famer Bill Polian about them right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank hearing pitches from small businesses. Now there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to cabbage.com, that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E, or call 888-CABBAGE. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy, 
for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-613-4814. That's 1-800-613-4814. 1-800-613-4814. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slugco.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking. Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers. With the highest standards. A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't. Fiscally responsible. Lowest price of any national chain. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America. I'm Tom Bodette and... Um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at motel6.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey guys, speaking of winners, uh, before we get to our next guest, I'd like to acknowledge and congratulate the Buffalo Bills on hiring the first full-time female assistant coach. I know you know we had Jen Welter on earlier this year, and she was a part-time training camp assistant the Arizona Cardinals hired, who opened the door for Catherine Smith, who is now a special teams quality control coach with the Buffalo Bills. So anyway, congratulations, Buffalo. Our next guest knows something about the Buffalo Bills. He knows something about Peyton Manning. He knows a lot about the Hall of Fame. That's because Bill Polian, former GM of the Colts and the Bills and the Panthers, is in the Hall of Fame. He was one of the best talent evaluators anywhere in any era, which is one of the many reasons he was a six-time NFL Executive of the Year and one of two GMs chosen for the Hall's first contributor class. Bill, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Glad to be with you. Bill, I, I mentioned a few people know personnel as well as you, and, and few do. So we want to get your opinion on this year's Hall of Fame class, and that's the class of 2016. First things first, I think we have one slam dunk. We've all acknowledged that in Brett Favre. But then we believe, at least as a group, you've got three front runners. Kevin Green is in that group. Marvin Harrison is in that group. And Orlando Pace is in that group. And again, I'm not speaking for the board of selectors, just speaking for this group here. And the fifth modern era spot we think is wide open. Is that how you would see this thing? Yes. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, <laughs> I was about to say great minds think alike, but I'm not in your league. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how I see it. And, and despite the fact that two of those guys are my guys, uh, I think it's pretty obvious that they deserve induction and, uh, and it's their time. And so that leaves uh, one spot that's, uh, well, let me back up. They really, those three players were, at least in their time in the league, the preeminent players at their position. Well, Kevin Green rushed from a down position at 4-3 defensive end with the Rams, uh, went to the Steelers, became an outside linebacker, 
went to the Panthers and, and, and propelled us into the AFC Championship game in our, in our second year of existence. His sack numbers are outstanding. His leadership is as a role model, as a as a performer at every level was outstanding. To me, you know, he's a slam dunk. Marvin Harrison, you can probably capsulize it in two sentences. Other than Jerry Rice, there is no receiver in the history of the game who has put up the kind of numbers that Marvin Harrison has put up in virtually every category. The only one, I, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, where he's not second is in, 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 in yards per catch. Everything else, he's, he's second to Jerry Rice. And he and Peyton Manning formed the most uh, productive duo in the history of the game. So that one's, a, that one's a slam dunk, in my view. And Orlando Pace uh, was, maybe still is, the gold standard for left tackles from the time he came into the league. And, and I, I still think till today, I, I've never seen anybody better than him, at, you know, during my time in the league. So uh, there he is. I don't think anybody's going to argue about Orlando Pace. He's the big O for a reason, not only because of his name, but because he shut out defensive ends. There was nobody like him. Hey, Bill, who's your favorite for the fifth spot? Oh, boy. Well, you know, this is where it really gets dicey. I've got a bias for Tony Dungy for a, a number of reasons. Took the Colts to the Super Bowl. His career record is up there among the best of all time. Win percentage essentially built the team that uh, that that Gruden uh, won with in Tampa. And, and so, you know, if you want to count that as one and a half Super Bowls, I do. Um, the first African American coach to win a Super Bowl, I think that has to count for something. And the fact that uh, you know he's now the conscience of the NFL, I think he succeeded Wellington Mara as the conscience of the NFL, not only a conscience, but the person who everyone reaches out to uh, when, when there's difficulty. So that, I think, counts for something as well. And, uh, and, and you know, he's, he's, people say, you know, he's a credit to the game. Tony Dungy made the game better on virtually every front. But, but admittedly, I'm biased, and, and there's lots of others in that group who, who deserve consideration. Anybody that makes it to the final 15 – I mean, it, it, it's pretty hard not to say that they're they're not worthy. Um, it's only a question of of when, uh, because they've they've made a mark on the game. Um, I've often believed that. Uh, I guess it's Peter King's quote. If I'm wrong on that, please correct me, and, and I apologize. But I heard him once say, "If you can write, if you can write the history of the NFL without this person, then he's not a Hall of Famer." If you can write, if you can't write the history of the NFL without him, then he is a Hall of Famer. And in Tony Dungy's case, that's really obvious. And Bill, here, here's what bothers me: almost 51 percent of everyone is trying to can't and played offense. In 2016, once again, we have an offensive heavy slate. There are 12 candidates who played offense, three on defense. So the gap will continue to widen. Should defense be held in such low regard in the halls of Canton? No, and I think that that worm will turn. Um, in time, Rick, you know, first of all, offense is easy to measure because of the statistics. As defensive metrics get better, Kevin Green is an obvious point there because now you can measure stacks. That will be a part of it. But I think it's just, you know, there are more defensive players now who are making an impact probably than ever before. Keekley comes to mind. Uh, Von Miller comes to mind. DeMarcus Ware comes to mind. I mean, 
those, those are the those guys are the engines that, that that drive their respective teams. So I think that I think as time goes by, more and more defensive players will get in. But in Kevin's case, I mean, to me, it's that's a no-brainer. Hey, Bill, um, and we're speaking with Hall of Fame executive Bill Pullian on the Talk of Fame Network. Bill, here's another number for you. Almost 69% of everyone enshrined in Canton has a championship ring. That seems to stack the deck against guys like Kevin Green, Morton Anderson, even Edron James, even Edge. Is it fair to think that you can only be a great player if you played for a championship team? No, absolutely not. And, and you know, when you say championship team, you talk about a Super Bowl winning team. That's right. There are, there are only 49 of those. If that's the standard, then that's what the board of selectors should publish and then eliminate everyone else. I don't believe it should be the standard. In fact, I would argue vehemently that it shouldn't. I don't know any other Hall of Fame in any sport that makes that the standard. Exemplary performance such as uh, that of Tom Brady or, or, or Peyton Manning uh, you know, includes Super Bowl championships. That's fine. But if neither one had ever won a championship and put up the numbers that they did and lost every every Super Bowl they were in, uh, would that change anything? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Bill, I didn't get a chance to ask you that T.O. question, which I really, because I, I know I talked to you there about it. Boy, I was in a raging debate today on a New York stage, and I told Goose about this, and these guys were saying, he's a slam dunk. I said, he's no slam dunk. And then they were asking why, and they said, give us five receivers who were better than him, I said, well, let me just start with Hudson, Rice, Lance Allworth, Paul Warfield, and the guy says, the, the host says, Paul Warfield, now we're getting down to the ridiculous, please. Are you kidding me? Uh, that, Paul, just... In the Hall of Fame, I, I got a very simple answer for you. The Hall of Fame ought to be for people who've made their teams better. Right. Not who disrupted their teams right. and made them worse. Hey, hey Bill, we're, we're out of uh, time, unfortunately, but... Um, Thanks for joining us, as always. And, and we're going to check in with you next week on that Carolina-Denver Super Bowl to see just where your allegiance is. So thank you very much, Ben. <laughs> thank you. That was Hall of Famer Bill Polian. Up next, we'll sit down with Fred Belendikoff and get his thoughts on Hall of Fame candidate Ken Stabler. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. You've walked through 18 open houses. Your feet hurt and your head is buzzing. Living in a van is starting to sound strangely appealing. But then you hear it. The sound of hope, of Zillow. You glance at your phone to see a three-bedroom craftsman in the right school district. It's perfect and it just showed up on your phone like magic. So sign up for mobile alerts and we'll send you homes that fit your criteria when they hit the market. And to think, you wanted to live in a van. Zillow, find your way home. Control, do you like mortgages? Negative, over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative, over. Do you like rocket mortgages? I'm listening, over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm going to go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing letter. License in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. Org number 3030. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? 
No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Well, we've been talking about Hall of Fame candidate Ken Stabler, and our next guest knows plenty about him. Hall of Fame wide receiver Fred Belindikoff was an integral part of the Raiders' offense in the 1970s, a team that went to five AFC title games, three AFL championships, and two Super Bowls. He averaged 15.2 yards per catch during his career. Scored 76 touchdowns, had 10 straight 40-plus receiving years, and was named MVP of Super Bowl XI. And now, well, now he and that Raiders theme song are our MVP. Fred, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, the weather's treating you good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. We know, Freddie, you caught probably more passes or, or nearly as many passes from Ken Stabler as, as anybody, and uh, uh, play with him nearly his entire career in Oakland. Uh, he's a senior candidate this year for the Hall of Fame. We'd just like to get your thoughts on him. Do you think he belongs in in Canton? And and have you ever wondered why he didn't get there uh, before this? Oh, absolutely. You know, I always I always I always thought that you know Kenny should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. Uh, why I I don't I don't have any idea. You know, I don't know. I'm not really privy to you know, the people that are voting or how they vote or what they do. My only understanding is I guess they really dissect every individual to the hilt. But, uh, but yeah, I always felt that, you know, with, with the way he played, the, the games he was in, uh, we won one Super Bowl. We were there in all the championship games and playoff games uh, with Kenny. That You know, he was just as deserving as any of the quarterbacks that have gone into into the Hall of Fame. Fred, Kenny came off the bench in the immaculate reception game, ran for 30 yards for that go-ahead touchdown the minute to play. Many felt he should have been the starter next season, but Daryl LaMonica was the guy. Went 0-2 before Kenny came off the bench, finishing 8-2-1. What took Kenny so long to get on the field? Daryl. The <laughs> <laughs> <A> mad bomber. <laughs> mad bomber. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I just, you know, I mean, you know, Daryl was, I mean, he was terrific. is uh, unbelievable, you know, so... You know, Kenny had an opportunity to, well, he had to wait a number of years, you know, after the Raiders had signed him, after Al signed him, and then waiting that period of time because Darrell was such an outstanding quarterback. And then, you know, it's, it, it happens to everybody, I don't care who you are, that, you know, when that starter, the veteran starter is playing ahead of you, you know, you have to wait for an opportunity. And then when you get that opportunity, I mean, you got to go in there and play well, which Kenny did. You know, it's just we never lost a beat. You know, with Daryl taking us to all the all the big games and everything, and then when the change happened, and Kenny just stepped right in and uh, and just picked up where where Daryl basically left off, and and he was successful just as much as anybody that that played the position in the NFL. So, you know, for for Kenny to get in there like that as a young kid, 
you know, it, it was no, no real adjustment for him. You know, he just went in there and handled everything so well and was, was you know, if you wanted somebody out there on the field, uh, you know, even Madden says it a hundred times, you know, he wouldn't want anybody else but Kenny out there on the field in situations. And, uh, you know, I think that speaks a lot for itself. And, you know, myself, for playing with Kenny all the years, uh, you know, I feel the same way. I mean, you know, after after Daryl had had moved on and Kenny moved in, uh, like I said, we didn't we didn't lose anything, any any kind of quality at all, and we just kept rolling on with Kenny. And Kenny was a great field general. I mean, he was just, you know, he was terrific. It's just, you know, he had, he had Hall of Fame numbers and stats, and you know why uh, it's it's taken this long to even really have him really up front being mentioned like he is this year, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe he had to pass away. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, you know but, but at, at this, at this point right now, I'm, you know, I, I just feel that, you know, rather than being in a senior thing, he should have been with, with the, with the players that, that are being, you know, that are being uh, nominated and well announced in another week or so. So yeah, I don't th- I don't see any hesitation about having Kenny in, into the into the Hall of Fame with, without without a doubt. Well, his case is in good hands, Fred, because uh, Ron's presenting him, and Ron's the guy who presented Ray Guy when he finally and ultimately got in. Well, after I thought he should have. You know, Ron's got to reach out in that gut bag. Get the heck up there. <laughs> yeah, that's coffee, right. Buddy. That's, that's right. That's right. I'm the patron saint of lost causes. You know, I just trying to get these guys yeah. out. <laughs> We're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver Fred Belindikoff on the Talk of Fame Network. And on the subject of Ken Stable, Fred, uh, when I think of him, I, I think of two-minute drills because it seemed like that was when he was at his best. I grew up a Colts fan. That's how I thought of Unitas, two-minute drill. That was at when he was at his best. Just wondering, when you think of Ken Stable, what's the first image that comes to your mind? Totally in control out on the field. Total, total control of, of, of the huddle, of the play calling, of the situation that he has to perform in, uh, using, using the personnel uh, on such a great level, that the way Kenny used all of us, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, he knew exactly what he wanted to do in situations, and... You know, you know all the stories you hear, all that stuff like that. When Kenny got on that field, he was he was a great, great, excellent, outstanding player because he had total control of that field. And uh, you know, I think John used to call timeouts just so he'd come over there and look like he he seemed like he was coaching Kenny. You know, <laughs> but there, were, there were never too many long conversations on the sideline with John and Kenny. Okay, Kenny would run over and then have to run back out of the field in about thirty seconds. You know, so. But yeah, but John, but John knew, and all of us knew. You know what Kenny meant to the team, and uh, you know the type of player he was. So you know when he came in that huddle, and you know all the guy, all the guys that that I mean all the great great players we had, and they were in that huddle with Kenny. You know, and Kenny just dominated that huddle, and nobody opened their mouth. And uh, you you come you get in the huddle, and you just look at Kenny. You hear the play. You knew exactly what he wanted everybody to do, and you left, and Kenny executed. It was it was unbelievable. It was just you know it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun playing with Kenny because of the fact that you know he could use the personnel. He knew what to do. He knew how to handle everything. He knew what to want, you know what to do against different defenses and who he wanted to go after in, in ball games as far as defensive backs or defensive linemen or 
get somebody on a linebacker, you know. So his knowledge on the field was amazing, you know. So it wasn't ever uh, you were sending a robot out there on the field to call a play and, okay, uh, you know, the guy's going to be opening a flat or get the ball down the cliff or Casper or whatever. You know, Kenny knew right away where he was going to go with the football as soon as the ball, you know, before the ball was snapped, Kenny knew what what to expect from the defense. It was, it was amazing. It really was. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Fred, uh, just shift gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, when you're watching today's game and the way receivers are allowed to run free, you know, I mean, the Patriots guys run that shallow cross. You know, we laugh about how decapitated they'd all be if they were playing back when you played. Uh, and I was just wondering, what do you think when you watch today's game and you think of yourself and Cliff Branch running around if nobody could touch you? What kind of oh, numbers wow. would you guys uh, put? Be, yeah, it would be. Yeah, you know, some uh, nowadays all you have to do is just uh, get, get your release, and that's it. You know, and then you know the, re- the re- listen. The referees will make the call for you, okay? Which they do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but no, it's 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 gotten to the point now where at least one thing that they're taking the teams are taking advantage of is throwing those go routes against press coverage down the field on the outside and the seam routes and. You know, that thing, it's opened up quite a bit this year than from, say, a year ago, two years ago. You know, everybody was so uh, so set into, you know, the little uh, coming across underneath and little option routes and all that, and people were making a living that way. You know, guys would be, uh, you know, eight for eight, and, you know, they never threw the ball over five yards deep. And <laughs> Tom now, Brady. Now it's, now it's, now, yeah, yeah, but now it's totally changed. You know, now now teams are, you know, getting the ball up the field. And, you know, you don't you don't have to have a great arm. You know, all you have to do is just place the ball now. You know, you're not you're not asking guys nowadays to or really any time to throw the ball 70, 80 yards deep. You know, it's uh, you know, when you see what you hear now, when you pick up the paper the next day, you say, oh, man, that guy threw an 80 yard touchdown pass. Well, he threw it six yards. The guy ran the other 74. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Fred, we've got to go, and uh, but we want to thank you so okay. much for the time. Ron told us it'd be a pleasure talking to you, and it well, was. Best. Thank you very much. Tell, tell Ron to get those tap, tap shoes on and start doing a little tap dance up <laughs> You <there>. tell him. <laughs> I'm going to be talking and dancing, Freddie. You know that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, you guys take care. It's great talking to you. You know, and uh, you know, I'm 100% behind, oh, I'm behind Kenny getting in there, believe me, honestly. You know, that's a great choice. Yeah, I hope it, I hope All right, it happens. You guys take time. care. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Thanks, Fred. Thank Bye-bye you. Now. All right. That was Hall of Fame wide receiver Fred Belendikoff. When we return, we'll talk about another receiver who's on a Hall of Fame track. That's Marvin Harrison. This is the Talk of Fame Network. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press 1. Hey, Burger King, you want to drive biz? I got this idea. I'm a big fan of the way you cook your burgers, but what about chicken? So why not do a flame-grilled burger chicken? Burger chicken? How about we call it the new Flame Grilled Chicken Burger from Burger King. A savory Flame Grilled Chicken Patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun. Now just two for $5. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich part of the two for $5 deal. The new Flame Grilled Chicken Burger. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. Spend time across this country and you start to see there are no local stories. You pull at the threads of some local headline 
turns out there's almost always something bigger. What you see from your own front porch sometimes turns out to be not just your story, not just a story, but the story of all of us in this country at this moment in time. The Rachel Maddow Show, covering America one story at a time. Weeknights at 9 Eastern on MSNBC. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. By now, you should know the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. And Ronnie, want to congratulate you there on restraining yourself during that previous interview. I mean, we were speaking to a former Raider. And surprise, surprise, Rick, there was no cheering in the press box. So, Ron, we'd like to thank you because that could not have been easy. <laughs> no, you're right. Exactly right. You can see talking with those guys uh, why, why it was great to cover their team. I mean, yeah, one, yeah. The, the one question I wanted to ask him is, if Ken belongs and Cliff Branch belongs, that's 12 Raiders from the 70s Hall of Fame. How did a team of 12 Hall of Famers only go to one Super Bowl? <laughs> well, that's off the for- record, the, the truth is uh, most of them think it's because John Madden did, stopped coaching to win when they got in the playoffs. He got tight, and they, he coached not to lose. They, uh, he made them play very differently, but publicly they'll never say that. Yeah. Well, uh, Ronnie, I, I know Goose, we have to restrain him later in the show because one of today's guests, Martin Anderson, former Spartan, and I know Goose. So Spartacus! Yeah, there it is. The but, but but I also know, Rick, that Ron believes Marvin Harrison should be in the hall, too, which is interesting because both he and Morton are finalists for the class of 2016, and there are only five spots open for the modern era class. So, Ron, I know you wrote about Marvin's candidacy on our website this week. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com, and you made the case for Marvin going to Canton now. Now, so please tell our listeners why you think he should be in the show. Well, guys, you know, often uh, numbers don't tell the, the the story, but in Marvin Harrison's case, uh, they really are the story. Uh, for the third straight year, the former Colts wide receiver is a Hall of Fame finalist, and it's uh, difficult to come up, in my opinion, with a reason to argue that his time hasn't finally come. For 13 years, Marvin Harrison was one of the most prolific receivers in NFL history. He hauling hauling in the passes of Peyton Manning at a record-setting pace. By the time he was done, he caught more passes than anyone but Jerry Rice, 1,102, had more receiving touchdowns than all but four players to ever strap on a helmet, 128, and his 14,580 receiving yards ranked seventh all-time. That's a Hall of Fame resume. Uh, Last fall, Sports Illustrated was talking with uh, uh, Charles Tillman, the 12-year Chicago Bears defensive back, about who was the toughest receiver he ever covered. And his choice was Marvin Harrison. And when they reminded him that he had spent many years chasing Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson around, he did not hesitate or waver. I could never touch him. I couldn't jam him. He was so quick. He was like a little rabbit. I missed every time. Hardest person I ever had to cover. Unstoppable. The best I ever played against. He made me look terrible. Marvin Harrison made a lot of guys look 
terrible. He averaged 84.77 receptions a season for his career, second all-time, only behind the Packers' Sterling Sharp. He also averaged 76.7 yards per game over his 190-game career, which exceeds both Jerry Rice and your pal Clark. T.O. Uh. Harrison also had six seasons with 90 or more catches, and he hauled in 50 or more 11 times in 13 years, third all-time behind Rice and Andre Reid. Some positions are not really about stats, and others have none to make their case. But wide receivers at their best produce numbers. If you have the kind of numbers Marvin Harrison has, they should lead you to an enshrinement in Canton. Ron, let's talk numbers. The knock on Harrison is his playoff performances. In 16 games, he caught 65 passes for 883 yards and two touchdowns. Now, that is a subpar regular season for Marvin Harris, much less a postseason career. How much does his postseason performance hurt him in this process? Well, it'll probably hurt him some, Goose, but uh, if you look at the guy who was throwing the ball, he had some of the worst postseasons in history, and his name is Peyton Manning, and nobody's uh, suggesting that he's not a Hall of Famer. And, and I would postulate that a good part of the reason that Marvin Harrison didn't have numbers in the postseason was his quarterback, who struggled repeatedly. Ronnie, since you mentioned Peyton Manning, I want to ask you about another Indianapolis Colt, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison? Marvin Harrison. I just think Why? he was a. T- I just think he was a, was a harder guy to to cover. You know, he was when uh, you know in his prime, he was clearly their go-to guy. Reggie Wayne always seemed to me like uh, the second receiver. You know, even when he became the first receiver, uh, and that's just how I always sort of. And I saw him play a lot. You know, uh, Marvin Harrison was the guy that Ty Loft uh, had great respect for, uh, and he didn't have a great respect for many receivers, but but Marvin Harrison was was one of them. I think he's a Hall of Fame guy. Well, that's a signal that we're near the end of our first segment, which means, yep, we're going to our two-minute drill where I will ask, Ron and Rick will answer, and Derek will keep the clock out of Andy Reid's hands. Please, Derek, please. Yeah, I know Andy says he does it the right way, but let's just say we think he does not. Anyway, if you guys are ready, let's go. How relieved is Roger Goodell not to have New England in the Super Bowl? It's called Vindication of a Commissioner. New England's victory tour ended short of victory. With his paycheck clock, I doubt that he gives a damn who's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Keekley, Luke Walken, or Luke Skywalker? Luke Keekley, who got my vote for Defensive Player of the Year. Very good, Luke Keekley. Skywalker ain't the only guy who has the force with him. If Marshawn Lynch retires, what next? The Thomas Rawls era begins in Seattle. Motivational speech mode, dog. <laughs> if Brady Manning 17 was, as DeMarcus Ware called it, a clash of the titans, what does that make Super Bowl 50? The day the earth stood still. <laughs> Busting of the Broncos. <laughs> what are the chances Thomas Davis plays in Super Bowl 50? On Super Sunday, if you can walk, you can play. If you can crawl, you can play. Exactly. 100%. You ever heard of pharmaceutical products? No. True or false, <laughs> Steve Gutskowski is in the witness protection program. False. Welcome to Scott Norwood's world. False. He's in the hospital getting foot replacement surgery. <laughs> True or false, Carson Palmer is in the witness protection program. False. Welcome to Rich Gannon's world. <laughs> Carson Palmer is repeatedly, he still thinks he plays in Cincinnati, so he is in Cincinnati. Neither Gus Bradley nor Mike McCoy won more than five games this season. Yet both got extensions. Please explain. It's cheaper to extend a struggling coach than to hire a new one. <laughs> Some bosses have low expectations. What are the odds of Rick Goose Goslin dabbing at the Super Bowl? 
there's a better chance of Tom Brady showing up in Santa Clara on Super Sunny than me dabbing. <laughs> I would say the same chance as Cam Newton not pounding his chest. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> How is it, Goose, that Ziggy Ansa can get 94,000 bottles of water to Flint and the state of Michigan can't? <laughs> Ironic, isn't it, that the Great Lakes state is asking its taxpayers to drink river water? <laughs> That's because he didn't need legislative approval to do the right thing. <laughs> the TV show Biggest Loser is about A, San Diego, B, St. Louis, C, Oakland, or D, Carson Palmer and Brian Hoyer. Oakland, it's a rare day when the rich become homeless. E, Carson Palmer, six turnovers. He should open a bakery. <laughs> That's the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll talk with the NFL's all-time leading scorer, Morton Anderson, and hear what Hall of Fame voter Ira Miller has to say about T.O. going to Canton. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-613-4814. That's 1-800-613-4814. 1-800-613-4814. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slugco.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. If your computer is running slow, go to mycleanpc.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with mycleanpc.com. That's mycleanpc.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking. Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers. With the highest standards. A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't. Fiscally responsible. Lowest price of any national chain. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America. I'm Tom Bodette and... Um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We're going to be talking to former kicker Morton Anderson, who's a finalist for the Hall's Class of 2016, and also the all-time leading scorer in the NFL. And we're going to get into the T.O. debate, Terrell Owens debate with Hall of Fame voter Ira Miller, who, like me, once covered T.O. in San Francisco. But first, guys, let's take care of a few loose ends. I want to begin with the passing of former kicker Lou Michaels, uh, who died earlier this week at the age of 80. I know many of our listeners don't remember him, 
We certainly do. I, mean, I, I remember him as a kicker for Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and, and he was a good one. I mean, he was named to the 62 and 63 Pro Bowl, so he was a good and solid kicker. But I especially remember him with the Colts, and, and not for the right reasons. Uh, I was a Colts fan, as I mentioned to Fred Belindikoff, and Lou Michaels missed two field goals in Super Bowl three, one of 27 and one of 46 yards when the Colts did everything they could possibly do to lose to the Jets. And you know what? And they succeeded. <laughs> now, Clark, I think you're selling Michaels a little short. I mean, he was the fourth overall pick of the 1958 draft by the Rams as a defensive end. It started there for the Rams and Steelers before settling in, of course, as a kicker with the Colts. Now, that was back in the era of the 33 and 40 player rosters when the Pro Bowl position players like Michaels, Yale Larry, Jerry Kramer, and Gary Collins doubled up as kickers. He was a much better player and kicker than those two Super Bowl misses would indicate. Well, it's funny, guys, because I remember him. Uh, I do remember him as a player. I also remember that when I was collecting football cards and baseball cards, Lou Michaels was one of those guys you got like 92. You didn't get 92 Unituses, but you would get like 75 of Lou Michaels. <laughs> You'd be trying to trade him and say, who the hell is Lou Michaels? That's right. Uh, but the thing I remember about him, guys, is – uh, most is him getting into a beef with Joe Namath in some gin joint uh, in Miami the Monday night of that Super Bowl right. because Michaels had heard that Joe was bad-mouthing Unitas and Earl Morrill. Well, the fact is he wasn't bad-mouthing Unitas because that was one of his idols, Western Pennsylvania guy, but he was bad-mouthing Morrill, who he said would have been third string on the Jets if he was lucky. So they got into it. They were both having dinner. Michaels came over, and then one thing led to another. It got pretty hot. A couple people intervened. It looked like it might go uh, south. And the next thing you know, Namath bought everybody a couple rounds of drinks, and everybody was slapping each other on the back at the end of the night. But that's what I remember most about Lou Michaels. Hey, Ron, well, you I, would know Lou Michaels as a common. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Definitely a common. No kidding. <laughs> would you have trouble finding his card in one of those uh, uh, bins, you know, where you're going to look for a guard's card or <laughs> right. a defensive lineman's card, one of yeah, those yeah, uh, he's, classic he's, he's in the, Right, he's in the big plastic bin in the back. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Well, I, I, Goose, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about his career, because I forgot to mention that uh, Lou Michaels was also a terrific all-purpose defensive lineman for the University of Kentucky. In fact, he was so good. He was named the 1957 Southeastern Conference Player of the Year. He finished fourth in the Heisman voting, and he's yeah. in the College Football Hall of Fame. But uh, as good. I said, he missed those kicks versus the Jets, and I remember afterwards he said he was disgusted. Uh, he goes, quote, I started out kicking the seventh grade. I get all the way to the Super Bowl, and I goof. Great quote. <laughs> um, anyway, Lou Michaels gone too soon at the age of 80. Another guy who's gone too soon is Arizona wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, and I mean gone as in gone from the playoffs. Rick and Ron, he's given us plenty of memorable moments throughout his career, many of them in the postseason. So I'm wondering, A, do we see him again? In other words, Goose, does he retire? And B, is he on your Hall of Fame ready list, even though he's still playing, Goose? Yeah, he's, he's only 33. I don't think so. You know, he should have two or three productive years left if he so chooses to enhance his Hall of Fame resume. Now, is he on my ready list? Well, if he re retired today, he's five years out. So no, he's not on my Hall of Fame ready list. Drew Pearson, Harold Carmichael, Billy Wilson, Otis Taylor, and then Marvin Harrison and the current crop are all there ahead of him right now. See, you see, Clark, you got to understand, Goose was never a Boy Scout. He doesn't believe, be prepared, you know, that was the, <laughs> yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't buy into be prepared. I don't believe he'll retire either. I mean, look, he's played 12 years, and there was some talk at one point in time that he might uh, hang them up because uh, he wasn't happy with a lot of some things in Arizona, but that's changed. He's coming off a great season. He had, uh, you know, 100 catches and 1,200 yards, and, and when you get that close to the Super Bowl, right. uh, I think it's uh, pretty hard to convince yourself to leave because it's a lot easier to say, well, next year, you know, we get all the, we'll go all the whole way. 
Yeah, plus some of his great moments here were at the end of the season, especially that game against Green Bay. Oh, man, that was what a game that was. He's a guy that makes big plays in big games. Yeah, yeah. now, Goose, I'm going to ask you that hypothetical question. Do you hate, sure. but if his career were to end today, would you put him in? Well, let's see how the candidacies of Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Heinz Ward, and Reggie Wayne play out before we worry about Fitzgerald. I think all those guys are all clumped together in my mind. I'd have to, uh, you know, I'm going to take the easy cop out, but, uh, you know, I'd have to do more research on him, which I like to do. Uh, but but look, on Ron, the surface, be prepared like a Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ron will be confused with Boy Scouts. <laughs> no, they call a lot of things Boy Scout, not one of them. Uh, but you know, on the surface, he's got a thousand catches. He's got ninety-eight touchdowns, eight Pro Bowls. So that's a pretty good starting point uh, when you're looking at him. Okay, well, I'll tell you about another starting point I would like to get to is Carson Palmer. I have three Steve words for his Spank performance last week. Stunk. That's right. That's it. That's the guy. The Grinch said it. I couldn't say it better. Derek, hit it again. Stink. Stank. Stunk. Goose. Should Arizona start looking for its next quarterback? I mean, you heard Bruce Aaron said after the game, he didn't lose the damn game. And, well, he's right about that. He didn't win it either. And there's six turnovers in one game, eight in two playoff games. They don't make for an attractive resume, especially when you're talking postseason. Well, the Cardinals should look for a new quarterback if for no other reason the fact that Carson Palmer's 35 years old. His window's closing. You know, I think the Cardinals are fine with Palmer for the next year or two. Before these playoffs, he was viewed as an MVP candidate. So I'm right. not ready to flush 16 good weeks for two bad ones. Now, if you believe everyone isn't allowed to have a bad day, then a lot of folks around the world are waiting for that pink slip today. Oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. Jeez. Goose, Goose is feisty Goose. today. <laughs> look, we all love Arians. He's a friend of the show. Friend of ours and all that, right? Uh, and he's right. He didn't lose the damn game, but he was a willing co-conspirator in his own demise, <laughs> as Don <laughs> King would say. I mean, God Almighty, it's just what was he doing? You know, uh, and, and, and I interceptions. Think, yeah, he was, I mean, he's like he was thrown to the wrong team. Exactly. He's like, you know, I would immediately send him for a test for color blindness because I mean, what the hell is going on? Uh, you know, and it's got to be to me. It's got to be a little worrisome you know, privately with the Bruce because it's not like he had a stellar record in his limited playoff appearances prior to this, you know. Uh, so it, it just looked like a big – and the Green Bay game, he wasn't good in that game either. No, no. You know, Larry no. Fitzgerald saved his ass. As they you, you know, Ron, you had to wonder, were you looking at Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer or Jesse Palmer there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, Arnold Palmer. He's <laughs> yeah, Arnold Palmer, I don't know. Hey, um, listen, I mentioned that we're going to be talking about the Hall's class of 2016 in this hour, and we are. And one of those members, Safety John Lynch, who's also a friend of the show, was just inducted into the Tampa Bay Ring of Honor. Goose? It's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Well, it's certainly a big deal in Tampa, but it's no big deal to the Hall of Fame Selection Committee. In the 20-some years I've been in that room, I've never heard the words Ring of Honor or Wall of Fame come up in the discussion for any player. You know, Ring of Honor is not exactly a trump card. But it's a big deal for Lynch. I mean, just for him to go down sure. there and get that. Yeah. I think I think more teams should put more players in the Team Hall of Fames. Right. Because right. not all these guys are getting Canton. You don't wait till they get to Canton to put them in. No, honor them now because that Canton moment may never come. Uh, I, I would say this, guys. If my choice is the following, I'd go for the Ring of Honor because uh, you know that's certainly better than the burning Ring of Fire, which is where <laughs> Johnny Cash and Stephen Goskowski are this, mo this morning. You know? And Carson Palmer. <laughs> and Carson Palmer. And Jesse Palmer. <laughs> the Ring of Fire. Uh, well, hey, Goose, you're right. I mean, well, the Ring of Honor, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal in Tampa, and it's good. Uh, he's going to have a tough time, I would think, making it to Canton. I mean, he hasn't made the cut 
from 15 to 10 in two years. And I don't know, honestly, if that happens this year. So straightforward question, Goose, Ron, do you ever see him making it to the Hall, ever? Well, I think, you know, St- Steve Atwater's in the belt this year. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Atwater fared better this year than Lynch. Atwater's been waiting longer, and I think his, his resume is, is is as good as John Lynch. And I think, I think there's a chance Lynch makes it in one day, but until they crack the door for these safeties, none of them are getting in. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a real problem for for John and and for you know all these guys. You know, you guys all know, you know Kenny Easley is one of my. Oh really? Pets. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never heard that before. Have no. You? Who should be in ahead of all these guys? Uh, but as an aside, by the way, I ran it. I ran it at water uh, out in Denver over the weekend. I forgot how big that dude is. <laughs> that guy is gigantic. God, no wonder he was killing people. Wow. Yeah. He's well, huge. You you like it? You like him for the Hall of Fame? You just don't like his chances, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think it's it's it's, it's going to be tough. Well, we're not going to be talking to Steve Atwater when we come back, but we are going to be talking to Hall of Fame voter Ira Miller about this year's class and our favorite lightning, Ron. Guess who? Get your popcorn ready, Ron. This is the Talk of Fame Network. He's open. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear, or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. one 800 644-5944. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shot for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-613-4814. That's 1-800-613-4814. 1-800-613-4814. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowco.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Spend time across this country and you start to see there are no local stories. You pull at the threads of some local headline. Turns out there's almost always something bigger. 
What you see from your own front porch sometimes turns out to be not just your story, not just a story, but the story of all of us in this country at this moment in time. The Rachel Maddow Show, covering America one story at a time. Weeknights at 9 Eastern on MSNBC. Hi, Tom Bodette trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 6'3"? Yeah, right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. And get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. And because we're the Talk of Fame Network, we examine all things famous and infamous with the NFL. We have a lot of fame to spread around in the coming weeks with... 15 modern era candidates up for the Hall's class of 2016. That includes two senior candidates, including Ken Stable, who we talked about before, and one contributor, former San Francisco owner Eddie DeBartolo Jr. And before we get to selector Ira Miller Goose, please tell our listeners how we decide on a class, who comprises the board, and who makes the presentations. Okay, there are 46 members of the Hall of Fame Selection Committee, one representing each of the 32 NFL cities, plus 14 more at-large voters. I'm the Dallas rep, Ron's the Boston rep, and Clark is an at-large member of the committee. I would make the presentations for any Cowboys become finalists, and Ron would make the presentations for any Patriots. There's going to be a five-minute presentation for each player or candidate, then we open the floor for discussion. We do this for 18 candidates, then we vote on the class. A maximum of eight can get in, five modern-era candidates, Two seniors and a contributor. Thank you, Goose. Now as advertised, we have Hall of Fame selector Ira Miller, who's former beat writer and columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, and now works with the Sports Exchange. Ira, first things first, your impressions of this Hall of Fame class. Well, you know, when, when I look at it, I to start off with, you say, who are the slam dunks? Who's Joe Montana or Barry Sanders? And who are the guys who don't belong? And they need to think about everybody else, but... The easy way that I do it and it is to separate by the guys that are automatic and the guys that are automatically don't belong. Okay, well, we know one automatic. That would be Brett Favre. But we don't know what happens to a guy you and I covered, and that's Terrell Owens. Let's go! That's right, Ira. Whenever his name comes up, we spar here. So what does happen to Terrell Owens in that room? Oh, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the first guys eliminated. So as I say, you look at the guys who don't belong, and a guy who was dumped twice by teams at what would have been the height of his career, a guy that nobody wanted, a guy that in the last 12 years of his career played in one winning playoff game uh, that was a very divisive player on Several teams. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Are, how, do you counter, how, how do you counter the stats? They're, they're enormous. Well, then we don't need to vote if we just go by stats. That's always been my, my feeling. If we have a committee, then you just you judge the value. You know, it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's like the stock market. How, how do you counter the number of what's something worth? Well, what is this guy worth? 
Well, he caught a lot of passes, but what did they do? I mean, what did they help? What did they, what did they produce? How did you stand on Haley? I, I was borderline on Haley, but in the end, the fact that he was on five winning Super Bowl teams, uh, and I thought he was a difference maker in many cases, uh, I, I ultimately voted for him. I understand what you're saying. I, you know, Clark makes a lot of these same uh, arguments. I make the counter-argument that I think to say, well, a lot of guys compile stats. This guy compiled more than stats. I mean, he's second or third in every category that exists, and I keep hearing how nobody wanted him. Well, how do he keep playing on teams? Somebody wanted him, and they kept throwing him the ball. When he was 37 years old, he was a leading receiver in, uh, uh, on his team when he was in Cincinnati. So... Well, if they hated him so much, how did he catch all these passes? Well, as uh, you know, I go back to the fact that at the height of his career, the 49ers didn't want him. The, the Eagles didn't want him. Both teams actually suspended him, 49ers for a game, the Eagles for half a season. I don't care how many passes he eventually caught. I don't care how many teams caught. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little story. Mike Holmgren, when he was coaching the Packers once, uh, signed Rick Meyer as a backup quarterback. I asked him why. He said, you know, I was so intrigued by that guy coming out in the draft that I just, I had to find out what the heck went wrong with him. And, I, and you know, and this, is, this is the Owen syndrome. I mean, he was a, he was a jerk, and he wasn't a, a good teammate. And, yeah, he, com- he was a compiler, and everybody kept saying, well, maybe I can fix him, maybe I can change him. Let's find out what the problem is. Hey, Ira, I'll give you another story, a quick one. When Andy Reid released him, I remember calling him and saying, hey, Andy, you know, he's going to sign with Dallas. And he said, I don't care. I'm not worried about Dallas. I'm worried about my team. I want to make my team better. The implication was uh, probably, it was addition by subtraction. I was thinking, I hope he does sign with Dallas. Yeah, right. Well, as you know, Nancy Gay, who is someone who covered him in San Francisco and someone we worked with, she makes that presentation, Ira. And, and you know, you mentioned that the stats, I mean, she's going to throw a lot of numbers at us. But I'm glad to hear you say that because I – Tell Ron all the time, all, the only number I care about is zero. And Ron says, teams that want him. I don't care about teams that want him. I talk about the teams that wanted to get rid of him. And no team wanted to keep him. And that's the thing that makes the most and biggest difference to me. Yeah, I mean, to me, the numbers, the number of the stats is meaningless. It's like, uh, how many rubles can you get for a dollar now? But what can you buy, for, buy them with them? Uh, this, this guy was... I, I, I was on the phone with Joe Banner. I, I was he the vice president or the president of the Eagles at the time when they made the trade for Owens? And he, and he told me, oh, this is wonderful. This guy's going to be a different for us, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'll tell you what, Joe. I'm going to make a little note, and two years from tonight, I'm going to call you and we'll talk some more. Well, two years from tonight, of course, he was gone from Philadelphia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I, I hear the case you guys are making, but what I wonder is, are you going to carry that case over to guys like Kevin Green and Kurt Warner? And at the at the height of Kurt Warner's career, they sat him down and they wouldn't let him play for six years. Kevin Green was on five different teams. He's a third uh, all-time leading sack guy. So are you going to apply this same? That was free agency. They didn't release it. That was free agency. He just went for the next buck. Deion Sanders. Yeah, but if, if, you so want him, if you, if you, so if you want him, you could keep him. They didn't want him enough to keep him. And, and in Kurt Warner's case, they just sat him down. Carolina wanted him, but Carolina wanted him enough to ask him back. I mean, I, I, I why don't you, you why don't you, get, why don't you guys let our guests weigh in? I, I want to hear some more argument. You know, Kurt Warner started the Super Bowl for two different teams. I think you got to look at that pretty well. And, and as Clark says, Kevin Green, free agency changes. Guys move in, in free agency. It's one thing to sign as a free agent. It's another thing to be fired. Flip a coin. You going to vote for Terrell Owens or Eddie DeBartolo? I'm I'm going to vote for Eddie. I, I've, <laughs> supported his case. I think uh, 
again, you talk about quote unquote difference makers and the things he did as the owner. Uh, he was the first of the, I think the, the simplest way to put it is, is Andy was the, the first of the owners who understood that it was a partnership with the players. Uh, it used to be, it used to be very contentious. Uh, owners Odin, players played. And I think he, he brought everybody together a little bit. Yeah, he signed checks. He spent a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. But he also, he also won five Super Bowls and created an atmosphere in San Francisco. And, and one thing, and it's kind of hard to, to put, a, put a number or a figure or, or how you quantify it, but you got to remember what San Francisco was like in the late 70s when the mayor was assassinated, when 900 people were slaughtered by the Jonestown cult, and the, the city was going to hell. And, and Eddie DeBartolo and the 49ers brought that whole city together. And, I, you know, I think that's an important thing. Hey, Ira, quick question. We have yes, about sir. 15 seconds. Does Eddie make it or not? I, I think it's going to be very close. I, you know, I don't think he's not a slam dunk. And it's, it's hard to read the room. I'd like to see him make it. Okay. Well, I'd like to see us get to the next commercial, and we're going to do that. Hey, listen, we'll see you in San Francisco next week, and maybe we'll take one of those dinner reservations from you as we did in New Orleans a couple of years ago. <laughs> hey, thanks, Ira. Thanks, Ira. Okay, thanks, guys. Ira. See you later. That was Hall of Fame voter Ira Miller. Up next, Hall of Fame finalist Morton Anderson. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Org number 3030. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 6-3? Yeah, right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. 
Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, our next guest is the NFL's all-time leading scorer, Morton Anderson, who it just so happens is also the most prolific place kicker in the game's history. Morton spent 25 years in the NFL with five teams, kicking a record 565 field goals and scoring 2,000. 444 points. He's also a former Spartan, as you can hear that fight song in the background. And although he's gone, where no NFL scorer has before him, he still awaits a call from Canton. With this, his fourth year of eligibility and his second consecutive year as a finalist. Morton, thanks for joining us. I'm going to turn off the game <laughs> oh, <no>. and fight. <laughs> fight for the holy colors, green and white. I got it. Oh, this is my favorite guest. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite guest. <laughs> Goose is you putting you in the hall tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you subtracted 100 points. I actually had 2,544, but you know what? Who cares? It's still <laughs> top of the list, right? Still well, top of the list. Hey, Martin, Reggie White was a two-time All-Decade selection. So was Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Jack Lambert, Ronnie, Lamb- Ronnie Lott, and all were first ballot Hall of Famers. You also were a two-time All-Decade pick, yet you wait. How frustrating is the Hall of Fame process for a player with your credentials? You know, Rick, I don't really find it frustrating. I think it's, uh, you know, just judgment call. There's 46 guys, and you guys are part of that room, but uh, so I don't know what goes on in there. I'm sure they're all great candidates that, that make that final 15, and in this case, 18, with with, with the senior selection and, and the contributors and and. So that's not my call. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm very proud of my career. I'm proud of what I accomplished, and the skins are on the wall. And then now it's up to somebody else to kind of judge uh, where I belong. I, I feel I, my credentials uh, speak for themselves, and, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. It's uncomfortable for me to really uh, be the one talking about what I did. It is what it is. And uh, if those numbers that I uh, had and the results that I have, if they hold up historically, which I think they have over time, and if they're relevant, and if I change the way people thought about the position and about the position becoming a viable weapon, you know, and changing it historically, then uh, it'd be hard not to, to, to look at my candidacy, I think. Well, Morton, you also know it took the Hall over 25 years to put in Ray Guy, who was the game's greatest punter and whose credentials also speak for themselves. But he got in. He made it. So do you yeah. think his enshrinement helps your cause and, frankly, the cause of all kickers and special teamers? I think his enshrinement help, helped him. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> I, I think they helped Ray, and, and, you know, and rightfully so. I think uh, my credentials will stand on their own. I think Ray's will stand on their own. But it, it, it's always good I think it's always positive when a um, when a specialist go in, and there's not very many. You know, you had Jan Stenerud, and now you have uh, Ray. So, very few guys have have gotten that call. So, if it comes to me, it would be wonderful, and hopefully, it would open the door even more. But uh, but I'm proud of Ray. I'm proud of Jan, and I. Those, both of those guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Morton, I've always said the NFL teams don't appreciate a quality kicker until they don't have one. Now, special teams are supposed to constitute a third of the game. So is there a logical explanation for the prejudice against kickers in Canton? 
No, there is no logical explanation. And again, you you you're in that room, um, so you know the discussion has to be. Well, he's not an every down player. I don't know what the discussion is, but I don't see a logical explanation. You have to judge everyone, every candidate. I would think on on his merits and how they hold up historically against his peers and how he was in in his era and if it stacks up. And um, th- that's all I can say about that. I, I don't find any logical reason that you don't have the the points leader in the history of the game in there. If you look at all other major sports, uh, I think Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Wayne Gretzky are all in, the Hall of, in their respective Hall of Fame. So that, that's all I can say about it. They are. You're correct about that. And we're with Hall of Fame finalist Morton Anderson on the Talk of Fame Network. And, and Morton, I, I thought you revolutionized kicking in the NFL two ways. I mean, first, with those booming kickoffs that I remember sailed into the stands. They were touchbacks and sailed in the stands. And second, your leg gave coaches the courage and the confidence to attempt 55 and 60-yard field goals that really today are pretty common in the NFL. In fact, I think 40 of your 565 career field goals were longer than 50 yards. But with all that, all that said, all that said, simple question here. What was your most memorable field goal ever? I think from an impact of what it meant to, to our team, which is really all I look at at the end of the day, it would have to be the NFC Championship game against the Vikings, the 39-yarder from the left hash, to put us into the Super Bowl because it was we came from behind, and we were behind most of the game. We got back into it. We got back in overtime, had an opportunity to win it, and we did it. We won it when we had to win it. And so on the road against a, a Vikings team, 15-1, and one, and we were no slouches. We were 14-2, and two, but had to go on the road and play the Vikings up in their place and won the game and, and did go to the Super Bowl. I would say that's, that was pretty memorable because of how it developed and, and how it ended and um, you know what it meant to the team. Just you, you said left hash now. And do you remember all your field goals? Yeah, all the ones I made. Five hundred sixty-five of them. That's a lot. <laughs> test me, test me. Yes, uh, I remember. You know, I remember a Monday night game against Dallas, forty-nine uh, yard at left hash. It was Landry's last, uh, the last time uh, we played the Dallas Cowboys under Landry, and and he was let go. I think the following year. So. You know, these these things, my first game winner against the Bear, which was Bears 41-yard at right hash, it's weird how these things come back to you. Huh. But if you ask me about a uh, a miss, uh, very foggy. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, Morton, most, most kickers are lucky to see the age of 30 in their NFL careers. Fewer yet yeah. see 40, yet you were still kicking at the age of 47. What, what was the secret yeah. to your longevity? You know, it's a longer answer maybe than you're asking for, but I'll try to give you the cliff notes. I think my immigrant perspective coming from Europe and not growing up with the sport had given me sort of a, a, um, you know, I didn't grow up with the pressure of having to succeed in this sport. It really came into football by coincidence. And so when I started playing, I was mostly self-taught, and I started looking at guys that were successful emulating them. And as I went along, it was just a one-kick mentality. I just... I never thought it was going to be, you know, life or death for me. Uh, I knew it was a game, and I kind of had a sense of humor about it and, and, you know, just went out and really worked at trying to become the very best and spend a lot of time. Maybe that's my OCD, you know, maybe that was the type A personality. I wanted to be as, as good as I could be, and I always try to find different ways to become better and, and 
taking other guys that were really good at what they did and, and using their knowledge and, and becoming better that way. So just a lot of help along the way and, and a deep desire, uh, quite honestly, guys, to just be the very, very best I could be uh, over a long, long period of time. And I think uh, I can only say, uh, looking back, mission accomplished. Hey, Morton, have you ever thought about what that gold jacket would mean to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, it would be unbelievable um, just to be up there with... Uh, the great legends of the game and be immortalized that way. It's a very select uh, club, if you will. And uh, I think just being allowed to be on that platform and, and, and what we all can do together, um, you know, having that HOF label is it would be huge. Many great things for, for our youth and, and so forth. It would be uh, just a tremendous honor. And, um, you know, it would be um, really be shared with a lot of people who helped me along the way. One, one quick question here. we got about 30 seconds. Where sure. right now is that $5,000 kicking shoe you used? <laughs> well, one of them is actually in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's one of them. And then I have a couple here, too. So if you if, if you got some cash, Rick, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Morton, we don't have cash and we don't have much time left either. But we well, want you do it. have a boat. Yeah, yeah, we, we, got, that's right. we got more time than cash, though. I know. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. got more time than cash. <laughs> me too. Me too, and we, man. Me and we too. don't have much of either. But yeah. thank you so much for the time, and, and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. All right. You Thanks, guys man. have fun in the voting process. Enjoy. Well, Thanks, well, Thanks, Morton. Morton. Good luck to you. That was Hall of Fame finalist Morton Anderson. Up next, the case for Cam Newton and the younger quarterback in Super Bowl 50. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. QL1, does Rocket Mortgage require me to fill out a bunch of paperwork? Negative control. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that quickly imports your financial data. You can go through the entire mortgage approval process in minutes. That is fast, like rocket fast. It also works on any internet-ready device, so you can get a Rocket Mortgage at any time or place you choose. Over. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.
There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Hey, don't call us. Call Grasshopper. They're the entrepreneur's phone system. They turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Talk of Fame Network's also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, Ron, who's doesn't? Just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Guys, I forgot to mention, we do have football this week. Yes, the Pro Bowl is back. And maybe I forgot to mention it. Well, maybe because it's the most forgettable game of the year. Goose, I make you commish. Commish for a day. What do you do with a Pro Bowl? I would punt on it. Scrap it. It's worthless. Once upon a time, the best players would go because they needed the extra cash, and they actually played to win. Now they don't need the money. They don't compete. All it is is TV programming. It's a waste of my time and yours. I haven't watched any of these games in 30 years. Okay, Ronnie, you get equal time here. I know you have about as much use for this game as Tom Brady. So what do you do with a Pro Bowl? Oh, I, I agree with Goose. Look, there's no reason to play it. I remember Charlie Sanders telling Goose and I uh, one day, uh, it used to be a big deal because you got $800 and a new pair of shoes, which back in the day was a big deal. You know, now these guys, uh, you know, they don't even need a trip to Hawaii, so it's kind of silly, you know. And it's not a game. You know, the first time Lester Hayes got it, he was all excited. He thought it was a real game. He blew up Jerry Rice the first time they threw him a pass. Eight of his teammates nearly decapitated him, screaming at him. So. <laughs> That's a true story. I think Lester's still stuck to Jerry, too. (laughs) Hey, uh, one thing we'll never get rid of is this segment. It's our Dr. Data, a.k.a. Rick Goslin, with the straight story of the NFL. And, Goose, I think you're talking quarterbacks today. Let's hear it. Yes, sir. Peyton Manning will attempt to become the oldest quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl at the age of 39. On the flip side, Manning also can become the oldest quarterback to lose a Super Bowl. He currently shares the record with two other quarterbacks, Rich Gannon and Kurt Warner, who also lost Super Bowls at the age of 37. But the more interesting age in this game is that of Cam Newton, who will quarterback the NFC champion Carolina Panthers against Manning and his Broncos in the Super Bowl. Newton is 26 years of age. Only five quarterbacks have won Super Bowls at a younger age. Ben Roethlisberger at 23, Tom Brady at 24, and Joe Namath, Joe Montana, and Russell Wilson all at 25, but there is some magic in the age of 26. If Newton is to go on and have a Hall of Fame career, this is his launching pad. Terry Bradshaw won the first of his four Super Bowls at the age of 26. Troy Aikman won the first of his three Super Bowls at the age of 26. Eli Manning won the first of his two Super Bowls at the age of 26. And Jim McMahon and Brett Favre won their only Super Bowls at the age of 26. And Brady and Roethlisberger both won their second Super Bowls at the age of 26. Now, what does age at, at the quarterback position have to do at all with the Super Bowl? 
Well, the average age of the 49 quarterbacks who won Super Bowls was 29.7 years. The average age of the 49 quarterbacks who lost Super Bowls was 29.8 years. So the Super Bowl favors the younger quarterback, in this case, Newton, but not by much. Why do you think this, uh, if this in fact does have some significance on the game, Goose, why do you think it is? Why is age a factor? It would seem to me that if you were good enough to get your team back to the Super Bowl and you were the older, more experienced player, that would be an advantage for you. How do you explain Carson Palmer last week? <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't get to the Super Bowl. I'm saying if you actually get to the game. No, you know? I, I'll tell you right, how you explain right. him. Stink, stink, stink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, you're right. Experience is a positive factor. If your age still uh, allows you to do everything physically to make you an effective quarterback, like still having enough arm to throw the deep in and still having the mobility to get out of the way of that Pro Bowl edge pass rusher. You know, Brady Breeze and Eli Manning have all won recent Super Bowls in their 30s. But the NFL is a young man's game at all positions, which is why more than half of the Super Bowls have been won by quarterbacks in their 20s, 26, in fact, of the 49. Hey, Goose, quickly, you mentioned Russell Wilson, my guy. Who would you rather have, Wilson or Cam Newton? Newton. He's Russell Wilson in a much bigger package. He can handle the defensive hits better than Wilson can over the long term. Well, that's the signal. We're going to our no huddle with me asking the questions, Rick and Ron answering them, and Derek Burns, our producer, trying to put more time on the clock for his New England Patriots. Sorry, Derek, not going to work. Okay, let's get it started, Derek. Wade Phillips, Bum Phillips, or Michelle Phillips? Wade Phillips, who is now California dreaming. Wade Phillips, he deflated Tom Brady's balls for real. (laughs) (laughs) What are the chances Greg Hardy returns to Dallas? The only market for an underachieving high-dollar pass rusher is in Dallas. Considerably better than Goose dapping at the Super Bowl. (laughs) How does Tom Brady spend Super Sunday? On a beach far, far away from football, televisions, and pass rushers. With his supermodel wife doing whatever he wants. (laughs) Better story, Cam's first Super Bowl or Peyton's last? The last chapter of a book is always better than the early chapters. Exactly. They didn't call that book Peyton's Place for nothing. <laughs> is 13 Hours a movie about Benghazi or the Chiefs' two-minute drill? Doesn't matter. Neither ends well. Oh. Ouch. Ooh, ouch. What Chiefs' two-minute drill? Which Denver quarterback draws the bigger crowd at Super Bowl 50? Peyton Manning or John Elway? Hmm, possibly Gary Kubiak. Manning before the game, Elway after the game, trying to explain what happened to Manning during the game. <laughs> If there's a surprise choice for the Hall's class of 2016, who is it? Steve Atwater. Safety is long overdue for induction. T.O. He's got more support than you think, Clark. Please complete this sentence. Brian Schottenheimer and Andrew Luck go together like? Marty Schottenheimer and Bernie Kosar. Oil and water. (laughs) The movie Concussion wasn't nominated for an Academy Award. Should Roger Goodell boycott the Oscars? He's never attended them. Why start now? No, he should send the Academy Super Bowl tickets if he didn't already do that. Oh, you're going to like this one, Ron. Where do the Oakland Raiders play next year? Cowboy boots on Ron, the San Antonio Raiders. In Super Bowl 51. (laughs) Glenn Fry, Hayden Fry, or Irving Fryer? My Detroit homeboy, Glenn Fry. (laughs) Fry boots, they fit every occasion. I thought you were an Uggs man. Hey, any chance Denver can petition the league to have Ed Hockley ref all its games? 
Well, it didn't work for the Patriots, and they petitioned to have Walt Coleman, so it won't work for the Broncos. Yeah, Hockley did him no favors against the Patriots with that backward pass call and no pass interference on Gronk when he pushed the cornerback out of the back of the end zone. Hey, Coach, tell him this is the two-minute drill. Andy, hey, Andy, it's the two-minute drill, okay? <laughs> Who's the most nervous next week? Denver fans? Ken Stabler fans? Or Eddie DeBartolo? Easily the Denver fans. They'll have to wait a day longer to find out their fate longer than the Stabler and DeBartolo camps. Eddie D, he couldn't figure out a way to wire the process. <laughs> we want to thank Fred Belindikoff, Bill Polian, and Morton Anderson for joining us, Ira Miller for enlightening us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to listen to this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes. Otherwise, tune into this station at this time and on this day next week. We'll look for you then. Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press 1. Hey, Burger King. It's Mike calling again. I called a billion times about the burgers and the chicken and the flame grilling. My big idea. Call me back. I'm here at home. Michael, didn't we talk about you trying the new flame grilled chicken burger from Burger King? A savory flame-grilled chicken patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun. Now just two for $5. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich, part of the two for $5 deal. The new flame-grilled chicken burger, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank hearing pitches from small businesses. Now there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to cabbage.com, that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E, or call 888-CABBAGE. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-613-4814. That's 1-800-613-4814. 1-800-613-4814. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Give full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issue and company and other factors not available in all states.